Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 381st ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is last evening's NBA All-Star Game, which was memorable for a couple reasons, uh, starting off with the tributes to... uh, Recently departed Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gia, as well as the seven other uh, passengers on the helicopter that crashed out in California a few weeks back. And it was really moving, to put it mildly. Uh, each of the All-Stars wore, uh, had nine stars in a circle on their jersey to commemorate the nine victims. They wore... Uh, Kobe and Gia's numbers, which were 24 and 2, and Jennifer Hudson gave a rousing musical tribute, and Magic Johnson also gave a a very moving talk, to say the least, and so it was just really, really well done by the NBA in general and all the players and participants from the All-Star Game. And then moving forward to the game, uh, different format from previous years. And uh, all you need to know is they were actually playing defense, uh, maybe the first time in a long time at an all-star game. Uh, And the format at the end was just reaching a final score. So it reminded us what we all did as kids, which was, you know, first team to 15 or first team to 21 and pick up games. There was no clock on the playgrounds, of course, so uh, it's something that we all grew up with, and the magic number as they entered the fourth quarter based on a formula they had uh, created was 157, and so again, no clock, and it really made for uh, just a terrific ending where, again, they were playing defense. Anthony Davis won it at the end with a foul shot, giving his team, the West, 157 points, and it just ended like that. And so it was really a huge hit. Uh, social media uh, last night and today have just been loving it. And again, they just uh, was competitive, entertaining. And uh, again, I don't think you can say it any better than to say that uh, they played defense. So that was uh, 
just something we're not used to seeing uh, in many all-star games, to put it mildly. So hats off to the NBA all around, from the tributes to Kobe and his daughter and the nine, seven other victims to uh, creating a format which really worked on the court and kept everybody engaged, both in in the arena as well as on TV. So it was terrific. So the NBA is now off for a few days. I think they resume on Thursday. Nice break for everybody, and especially nice this year since, again, the participants in the game were, uh, which were just, of course, the who's who of the NBA, just all superstars and megastars. Uh, you know, after the effort they put forth last night, uh, they deserve a break. So, and the whole weekend in general, as it typically is, was excellent from uh, the celebrity game where Mike Wilbon's team beat Stephen A. Smith's team to uh, dunk contest, skills challenge, all of it, up and coming stars. All of it was great. Barack Obama, former president, showed up, Chicago native. It was, of course, in Chicago, which was, as always, just a great town to host it. And, uh, you know, Michael Jordan memories were just all over the place for everyone. And uh, so just a, a job well done by the NBA and, of course, by the city of Chicago. Well, my bizarre story of the week is the ongoing Houston Astros cheating scandal. The, the whole situation, it's not getting better, it's getting worse. Um, and a lot of it's due to the Astros themselves. The quote, news conference, apologies, whatever you want to call it. Just the the news conference especially did not come across very well, and it hasn't come across very well since the story broke. The players were a little more engaged following the press conference and what was the opening day of spring training. Uh, You know, there were some genuine apologies from the Astros players, but... Again, uh, it's all getting worse for everything from, you know, other players speaking out like uh, Clay Bellinger of the Dodgers, strongly referencing how Jose Altuve uh, got the MVP when Aaron Judge should have got it to flat out saying that the Dodgers in 2017 were cheated out of winning the World Series to news this morning that certain youth teams are removing Astros from their uniforms or that they're they're no longer just going to have teams called the Astros at least in a couple of leagues that's the kind of thing that could obviously grow Um, you know spring training about to get underway I'm down in Florida and a lot of excitement for spring training in general but the Astros are here uh training, of course, and uh, I can only imagine what it's going to be like when they go on the road to the various spring training stops uh, all throughout Florida and what the crowd reaction is going to be against them, I think. So that's why I say that this story has yet to uh, perhaps reach its uh, reach its worst point. But again, it's just, uh, you know, it's a daily story. The story that just won't quit, it's been out there now for a few weeks. And again, it's uh, its getting worse, not better. And never good, not good for the Astros, not good for Major League Baseball. And oh, by the way, there's another example of a pitcher who got lit up by the Astros. Uh, 
a couple years ago, never pitched another major league game, and he is suing them. So, uh, you know, there's just all kinds of twists and turns unfolding with this story, and and I expect more more will occur, more will continue. So it is really bad, and here we have uh, waiting in the wings, uh, the Boston Red Sox. Uh, They already have a really unhappy fan base after trading former MVP and world champion Mookie Betts to the Dodgers, Uh, not not to mention David Price also going to the Dodgers, and uh, Red Sox Nation is not happy about it, and we haven't even gotten to... MLB penalties for uh, Red Sox potential violations along the lines of sign stealing, same same as the Astros, similar. And uh, they have a new manager who was the bench coach, Ron Renneke. Of course, manager Alex Cora was fired. So between what might come down in penalties and punishment from MLB combined with uh, an already unhappy fan base over the Mookie Betts trade in particular. Uh, this could be a really, really uh, tough year for the Red Sox. We shall see. But it's off to a bad start already. And again, MLB hasn't even dished out whatever they're going to dish out for the Red Sox uh, potential sign-stealing scandal. So it's bad. There's no other way to say it. And uh, and just sticking with baseball, again, the, uh, you know, the Excitement down here for spring training. Obviously, all the teams are already in camp. The old pitchers, catchers reporting. Uh, trucks driving down from up north, unloading. Uh, just all these things. And it's really uh, a lot of excitement building. But again, the real kicker and what, uh, what everybody seems to be interested in is, you know, what's going to happen when the Astros are playing, especially on the road, these spring training games. What's the reaction going to be for them? And finally, my low, low, low light of the week here in Florida again is the Daytona 500 being postponed due to rain until today, uh, meaning the race did not get completed yesterday. It's a big deal, something like 150,000 people. Um, the whole state is involved, really the whole country. It's the great American race. Donald Trump was there yesterday. And... Uh, and his wife Melania, and for 150,000 or so people to show up and not get a race completed, again, due to weather and safety, so there's no argument there, but it is just uh, uh, really a low light that, you know, so many people obviously will have to stick around another day. I think it gets going on Fox today at around 4 p.m., uh, they'll pick up the race where it left off, I believe, and uh, just a gigantic, uh, y- you know, uh, change for so many people from staying in hotel rooms an extra night to flights and all that that entails. And uh, so, yeah, really unfortunate for the Daytona 500, which, again, in Florida is a gigantic deal. It's a big deal everywhere, but in Florida, it's a gigantic deal. So now let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing very well, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for joining us as always, and uh, you know we're not quite to March Madness, but it is President's Day, and oh, by the way, Happy President's Day to everyone! And uh, but yeah, college basketball is starting to round into form, and uh, uh, I understand you caught a pretty good college basketball game over the weekend. Yeah, Alabama hosted LSU, one of the top teams in the SEC, and Alabama's trying to make their way to the NCAA tournament. They have a long road, and they have to win quite a few games, probably get to 19 wins. But uh, they upset LSU. With a, they were ahead of them by 18 points and ended up winning 88-82, to 82, and they retired Wendell Hudson's number, number 20. Wendell was the first African-American individual to receive an athletic scholarship to the University of Alabama. If it wasn't for Wendell having success as a basketball player, I'm not sure the fortunes of the football program would have turned out so well. Wow. 
that's a fascinating fact. Uh, yeah, you never know. I mean, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, Alabama's football team uh, integrated soon in the early 70s after Sam Cunningham and USC came to town and Bear Bryant was basically an, yeah. mm-hmm. an instant convert. Um, but what, 1970 what? Yeah, 1970 when Sam Cunningham ran all over anything wearing a crimson uniform that night in Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama. Right. And uh, Wilbur Jackson was the uh, freshman on the sideline, not on the sideline, but in the stands, you know, because freshmen could not play football. He had already accepted the scholarship to the University okay. of Alabama, but he was not be able to play. So he was a sophomore the next year in 71. And then John Mitchell was a junior college player from Mobile, Alabama, who was intended to go to USC. And he suited up for Alabama at Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. The opener for Coach Bryant had his 200th victory that evening when he surprised John McKay and the Trojans with the wishbone offense. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Um, yeah, well, history was made and uh, very attributable to Wendell Hudson. So that must have been a uh, uh, fascinating crowd to witness all this uh, on Saturday, especially a big-time game, Alabama-LSU, you know, w- well put together by the Crimson Tide. Yeah, it was a sold-out crowd, and, you know, Wendell, he was always well-liked, and he told the story about when Coach Bryant sat down with him in the, at Bryant Hall and, he was having a peanut butter sandwich, I believe it was. He said he almost choked down the sandwich when Coach Bryant came over just to talk to him. He, you know, Coach Bryant had that effect on people, but oh, I'm he just sure. wanted to, you know, you know, welcome him to the university and let him know if anything he could do. He'd be just come to see him, you know, because he was the athletic director as well. And uh, so, you know, that was something that, uh, you know, C.M. Newton, the late C.M. Newton, who's the greatest, one of the greatest ambassadors in basketball. He's in the, he's in the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame as a contributor. Uh, but he brought Alabama to the NCAA tournament and the NIT, their first postseason uh, play with uh, Wendell on the team. And so there was a lot of big things that happened when Wendell uh <clears throat> made his debut at the University of Alabama, came on uh, onto the campus in 1969. Wow. That's great stuff. Turbulent times, to say the least. Um, yeah, who that's could, putting it mild. Who could fathom, yeah, who could fathom that type of uh, situation now? But um, that, That's history. It wasn't too long ago, John. It wasn't too long no, ago. It really wasn't. It was in our lifetime, certainly in mine. So, uh, right. You know, I remember that period very well, to put it mildly. And, uh, yeah, so Alabama, how are they doing this year? It's, you, you mentioned they have hopes alive to perhaps make the NCAA tournament. Uh, and they beat LSU, who is a ranked team. I'm showing them as a 25th in the AP poll. Uh, and so how's Alabama's season going so far? Yeah, John, you know, they have two excellent victories against Auburn, who was undefeated at the time, gave them their first loss, and Auburn just had three losses right now. They're 22 and three, and then you beat LSU as well. So Alabama's looking at 14 and 11, and uh, they got a handful of games remaining on the schedule. And like I said, if they can get to around 19 wins, they have to play at Ole Miss, which is always a tough game for Alabama, at Mississippi State. South Carolina is a pretty good team at home. Vanderbilt just said, I think, one or two victories in the conference. And then at Missouri. 
they're not a tough team, but they upset the Auburn Tigers without one of their top players on Saturday. So Alabama, you know, they have a favorable schedule, I believe. Um, and then they have to do something in the SEC tournament, which is played in Nashville. But Alabama, they're scoring a lot of points, John. They're in the top in the country for scoring points. But defensively, they have trouble. They just People get to the basket quite easily. And so Alabama has to shoot well. And the other night against Auburn on the road, they lost in overtime, close ball game. Um, they took 59, I believe with 59 three-pointers, May 22. Okay. Wow. And they, well, yeah, they set the record for the school for over 200-something three-pointers. I don't know the exact number. They already set the record for three-pointers made. Oh, my gosh. That's, uh, yeah, that's that's even it, to say the least. Uh, <clears throat> also, it sounds like they're the classic on-the-bubble team. They almost have to kind of win out or make some points in the postseason tournament, the SEC tournament, right? Yes, yeah, I think so. So, But they don't have a full complement of their roster. Another thing that happened on Saturday was really significant, John. They have a, one of their better players, Herb Jones, good defender, left-hander about 6'7". He broke his wrist against Boy. Auburn uh, a couple weeks back. And, and so anyway, he's playing with a cast, and he had 17 rebounds with one hand, John, the other, the other <laughs> day, and he made two right-handed free throws. It's opposite wow. hand, and at the end was when it was crucial. That's amazing. I mean, 17 rebounds these days by anybody in any game at any level is a big number. You just don't see that much anymore, and to do it with uh, one hand tied behind your back, so to speak, is nothing short of amazing. Yeah, so I I'm, I'm, know that Wendell was glad to be there when they retired his number and saw that effort because it was significant from him because Wendell was a similar type player, six foot six or so, and a strong rebounder and score, and and to to have that number of rebounds and then and make the uh, free throws near the end of the game when it was tight, uh, they had right. an eighteen point lead, it got down to one, and he's making some free throws with his right hand. I mean, John, I don't know about you, but if I had to make some of my left hand, I don't know if I could have done it. Oh, no, I, I, I would have basically no shot. And I probably tried a few uh, hanging around the gym or whatever, and uh, I'm sure my success rate would probably be zero. But, uh, yeah, well, you know, this year's college basketball season is, uh, you know, unique. Uh, Baylor has had pretty much a stranglehold on number one for most of the year. They're 23-1. and one. Uh, But, you know, there's been a lot of people, seven or eight teams have been in and out of that number one slot. I mean, we have good Gonzaga, uh, number two, Kansas. And San Diego State, I actually caught a, uh, some of their game over the weekend, and I, did, I didn't realize until I was physically watching it that they're undefeated, 26-0. and 0. Uh, the only team that yeah, I see, yeah. at least in the top 25. So that's pretty impressive, yeah, to put it yeah. mildly. I was surprised. Oh, yeah, John. Let's look at a few names in that top 10. Gonzaga, they've been there about 20 years now, okay? San right. Diego State, I mean, no way, no how. And then you have Dayton with the former Alabama coach, Anthony Grant. That's his alma mater, 23-2. and two. And then we have somebody at number 9, Penn State, 20-5. and five. Correct. Correct. Obviously, that got my attention as a native of central Pennsylvania in the shadow of Penn State. Uh, yes. Yeah. 20 and five. Dayton, 
I mean, I, I would say with that record, they're not going to be the, playing in the first four tournament in Dayton <laughs> that begins the March Madness <laughs> every year, right. which is the four, right. which is the lowest ranked teams right. and the winners of these Dayton games held over two nights yeah. are the ones that advance into the actual tournament, although it's sort of part of the tournament, right. shall we say. Right. Uh, Duke right. is number seven, you know. So Dayton's ahead of Duke. I, I, I think that's all you need to say in, in this college <laughs> basketball season that's turned a little upside down. You know, yeah, Kentucky, and, and let's continue. number 12. Yeah, Kentucky's number 12, right? And, and uh, let's, let's look down the list here, John. You see some of the other teams, you know, Auburn 22-3, and three, and, and you have Oregon, and, and then Creighton, uh, Seton Hall, West Virginia, Colorado, John. Colorado. I, that's a okay. newcomer. To the top Iowa. 25, I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, Iowa and Butler, Houston, Brigham Young, Arizona, and Ohio State. Those are the teams I'm looking at. But those are some new names in that top 25. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you have, uh, yeah, especially, you know, for me, Colorado, Iowa um, are just teams you know, you're not, and Dayton, of course, that you're just not used to seeing, and Penn State, obviously. Other ones, you know, that are in the top 25, they are basketball blue bloods, whether it's, you know, Louisville or, you know, Maryland. Um, Villanova. Kentucky, of course. Villanova, exactly. West Virginia has always has a good yeah. program. And, uh, yes. And yes. Oregon is now in Marquette. Again, these, these are... These are basketball schools. That's the way I look at it, a, a, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Certainly, you know, some of these Big East schools, Butler, obviously, Brad Stevens and Gordon Hayward put them on the map. Houston, all we right. need to say there is Alvin Hayes, right, to show how far back they've been right. good. They've been relevant. Mm-hmm. And Creighton. Mm-hmm. Creighton's always had a good team. You, you know, I mean, they're always, again, a, a blue blood basketball program for sure. But it's a really nice mix, and what it says at the very end is, we hear this from time to time, many years, but AP, this year, it's really true that they are, it, it truly is wide open, to put it mildly. I mean, uh, you, who could win John, it? No, you have the Michigan St- no, you have Michigan State, I think, with the preseason number one, not in the exactly. top 25. Exactly right. I saw that over the weekend, came across as, you know, a mild surprise, because, uh, again, I was well aware as we all were, that they were the preseason number one team. And now not even in the top 25. And even if they weren't preseason number one, Michigan State not in the top 25 would get people's attention. No doubt about it. Yeah, so I think it's really exciting, John. I'm, it is. I'm scheduled, to be, scheduled to be at the Final Four. I can't wait. I, I mean, if there were some new teams there, it would make me happy. I would enjoy it. Really? You're scheduled to be at the Final Four? Scheduled to be at the Final Four. Yes, sir. Where is it this year? New Orleans? Atlanta. 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 New Orleans is the women's Final Four, and if I could be there, I would, but I can't be in two places at once, and I think it's the same weekend. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, on the women's front, um, it is the same weekend, just different days, I think. You know, men's is Saturday, Monday. Women's is Friday, Sunday. Sunday. Uh, uh, Sunday. so I think is it Sunday, Tuesday, John, or, or I think it's Sunday, Friday, Tuesday. Sunday. Well, it might be Sunday, oh, it's Tuesday. Friday, Sunday. Uh, I'm not sure, no. uh, but yeah, they, they rotate the days. It's a big weekend, but UConn is suddenly, you know, uh, 
beatable this year. We're just so used to, especially being up in the Northeast, and you know UConn like I know UConn, women. Yeah. And yeah, they're, yeah. Uh, you know, they're, for them, practically pedestrian, and that means they have at least one loss, but they have more than that. They have a few losses <laughs> this year, so the air of invincibility is uh, starting to, uh, you know, to slip in there, shall we say, but they'll be relevant. You have to assume they'll probably be in the final four and whatnot, but yeah, yeah, again, the automatic, you know, 30 and 0 seasons uh, seem to be maybe for now a thing of the past, although I see they're in the running for uh, what is supposed to be a generational player on the high school front along the lines of, uh, yeah, of all the superstars they've had through the years, to put it mildly. Yeah, that's uh, amazing. I think it, it's Oregon in the women's side as well, and I think Oregon State is also in the top 25. Right. Yes. Yes. And then there's a great women's player out there at Oregon who's setting all kinds of records, uh, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Well, AP, oh, yes. we're here at the end of our first segment together. So it is time for our break. Uh, I know you'll be sticking around for the last two segments of the show. Uh, still more to get to, which we will do on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are 
are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 472 5788 Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., uh, we did discuss some basketball, college basketball, and we touched on women's basketball and, of course, the terrific guard from Oregon is named Sabrina Ionescu. Again, record-setting. She was in the news recently beyond her play since she had a, a strong relationship with Kobe Bryant. And, uh, yeah, so uh, she'd be a good one to see in the tournament for sure in the, in the Final Four. And Oregon has a good team, so... <clears throat> I'm guessing they have a good shot of getting there. Oh, yeah. And, and like I said, Oregon State as well. Two teams from one state. Right. That doesn't happen very often. I mean, you know, it's not a big state. I mean, it's not like it's not California. It's not Florida. <laughs> right. Exactly. No doubt about that. And, uh, yeah, so that's going to be fun to see. I mean, on the women's side, you know, we talked about Baylor being number one on the men's side but of course on the women's side they're uh, a power um, and they are currently number two at 23 and one South Carolina another power is number one Oregon's number three with Sabrina 24 and two and uh, and yeah and then Yukon number five 21 and three that for them is again as I said an off season Stanford is still relevant again uh a blue blood, as we like to say in the women's game. Uh, they're number eight to 23 and three. So Maryland, Louisville, you know, a lot of the usual suspects. I see UCLA in there. Um, Mississippi State, SEC team. And as you mentioned, Oregon State's right at number 11. So, um, yeah, so that that's, yeah, gonna, that's wide open, too, I'd say. Yeah, I think so, too. I think Kentucky beat Mississippi State yesterday. That was a big win for the Wildcats on the women's side. But, yeah, that Final Four will be something to see in New Orleans as well. I mean, people are looking for, uh, you know, unscripted drama. I think this is the year in the men's and women's basketball on both sides. Exactly right. Exactly right. It is, you know, an, uh, as wide open as any of us can ever remember, to put it mildly. Um, so yeah, it's going to be fun. You know, I really hadn't taken a lot of time to focus on it. Um, but it's coming up in March. And one other thing coming up in March AP is, uh, is NFL free agency. I mean, geez, it's been a whole couple weeks, if not only a week since we talked about the Super Bowl and the NFL <laughs> and, you know, uh, what made me think of this is I saw, Tom Brady and Giselle posted a a very nice photo on Valentine's Day. And, 
you know, she just looked, uh, you know, they look great. So Tom Brady, of course, is the big fish. Um, I'm a Patriot season ticket holder. And right. frankly, I can't imagine life without Tom Brady. Uh, if I had to guess right now, I, I would guess he's going to return. Uh, it's the question, AP, you know, I'm spending time in Florida, certainly up in New England. I mean, anybody who sees me, you know, with a Red Sox hat or anything, that they, they come up and ask me. I mean, it's that big a deal. It's, it's, it's it, yeah, I'm sure. It, you know, I'm sure if you threw on a Red Sox hat or a Patriots hat down in Alabama, they'd come up and ask you. Uh, it's, yeah. it's the topic. And, uh, but I, that's where my leaning is at the moment. We have until something that sounds like mid March. But, you know, uh, it's impossible to predict right now, you know. He, he was the, the star of the Super Bowl, not any of the participants or the players. I mean, he was he was the talk of the town, as they say down there in Miami. Of course, he was at the stadium being honored as part of NFL 100. Uh, but AP, at the end of the day, the, uh, what's obvious is uh, there's so many quarterbacks out there um, that could be moving teams. You know, again... Uh, Florida. The big topic is, you know, Philip Rivers, of course, moved out of San Diego, moved to Florida, probably closer to you, uh, up in the panhandle is my understanding. Um, there's a lot of talk about the Bucks. you know. Speaking of that, Jameis Winston got, you know, LASIK surgery. Uh, he's a player I know you follow right. closely since he grew up in Alabama. And, uh, yes. you know, he, he is just, uh, he, he is a huge topic down here. Well, he's the football topic, but right now the huge topic down here is frankly the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're on just a roll. I don't think they've lost since January, and uh, they're just on a serious roll. And uh, but yeah, Jameis Winston is another one. And uh, yeah, there just seems to be you know Andy Dalton. You know, I've been hearing a lot AP about if Brady would leave that Andy Dalton is like the first guy Bill Belichick would call. I, I don't know exactly why, <laughs> why that's coming. I guess he's, uh, you know, he, I don't know. He, the, somebody must've put together something that says, you know, his style of play, whether it's low turnovers, whatever it is, suits Belichick. But right. yeah, right. there's just, what do, you know, what do they, a lot of what do they think of Jarrett Stedham up? What do they think of Jarrett Stedham up there? Uh, Everybody likes them, AP. They really do, myself included. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you, you know, I don't think – if Jared Stedham is the quarterback going into next year, if Tom Brady leaves, they don't bring in anybody else, it's right. going to feel like a bit like re rebuilding mode. And nobody in New England yeah. is ready to deal with that word, I can yeah. assure you. No yeah. one. No, up here – there's only one mode of thinking up here, AP. One mode. It's a one everybody has a one-track mind, which is you know, right. bring Brady, bring Brady, bring Brady back, and hopefully win another Super Bowl. It's just that simple, or one or two. Just the time is now, and nobody's even daring to think about the future in any way, shape, or form. They really aren't. It's not even a topic. No. So no, they're thinking about the Super Bowl again. Yeah, the Super Bowl. John, totally, and I'm all in on that. That's my thinking too. Like the time is now. You right. you got to go for it. You know, yeah. I think oh, everybody absolutely. up here, 
if everybody, if they just said you're going to get one more Super Bowl out of Tom Brady, which would make them the te- first team in NFL history to win seven, they're currently tied with only the Steelers, each of won six. I, I think every, but you know, you're going to win one more with Tom Brady, but then you're going to go into a rebuilding that will make you at best middle of the road average, whatever you want to call it for the next decade or so. I really think the majority, if not an overwhelming majority of Patriots fans would go in, would go all in on that one. I really do. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's no question. No, they're, they're trying to get back to the Super Bowl. There's no reason to, to just live with a, a second year quarterback or something like that. Second, third year quarterback. Now they're, they're going to have to get a quarterback. They believe they can lead them to the Super Bowl. But uh, John, I was looking at one other team that has quite a few top free agents, the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, Amari right. Cooper. Uh, also, I think is it Brian Jones. Yeah, the Byron guy from Jones, UConn. I'm sorry, Byron Jones. Right. Yes, uh, the guy uh, that Danny lit it Upley up. From, yes. Yeah. AP, you would know this. I, I, I think he when he did the combine, he like set a world record for the long jump or something crazy like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was an well, instant he, star. It was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. He shows up yeah. at the combine from yeah. UConn, and suddenly he's basically a household name for at least a while, and the Cowboys took him high, like it paid off. But yeah, I saw where yeah, he might be, the agent. Yeah, he was, I think that was the year the draft was in Chicago. I spoke with him in, in the Windy City, and he was, I think, maybe the, was the 31st players taken. I can't remember. Maybe it was numbers 31. I remember, but it was the first round, yeah. They selected him. So, but those are three players that are high up on the list for being yeah. uh, free agents that are sought after by other teams or just, you know, big names. Oh, sure. It's, uh, yeah, and I went to his pro day at UConn, by the way, like him and many others that day. Uh, in other words, I was so enamored by the combine that I had to go out for the pro day just to see this guy. Like, I mean, to say he made a splash in Indianapolis that year was would be an understatement. <laughs> right. but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's going to be a fascinating free agency, uh, and, you know, to say the least, uh, and it's mainly because of, of course, you know, Tom Brady, but there are other veteran quarterbacks, you know, out there, and uh, it's going to be fun, and the NFL has really created it, you know, like like they do with everything. They're just so good at it, as always, uh, you, you know, creating a sense of anticipation. And then, boy, when it breaks, it's like, you know, it's just dominates the news cycle. There's no other way to say it. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah, John, it's always interesting to me when you talk to the various scouts. You know, when I, I ask them, if you had a number one draft choice, what is the primary position you would select? And I think there was about three positions, uh, a pass rusher, left tackle, and, of course, the quarterback's the number one position. You know, I'm, of course. Um, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's top of the list. But outside the quarterback position, pass rusher, left tackle, and cornerback. I think those are the three positions that are coveted in, in the league right now. I agree. I agree. And, you know, probably after that would be defensive linemen, especially with, like, what the 49ers did in particular, Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa, but Joey too, a couple years ago where, you know, they're, they are game wreckers single-handedly and it's it's back to the old, you know, if you can rush with four and that's all you need to put pressure on the quarterback, you're going to have a good defense and probably a pretty good team. 
Yeah. Yeah, big advantage rushing with just four. Oh, Whether it's an outside linebacker or the defensive end, true defensive end, yeah. So that's the position, I think, that if you polled the majority of scouts and general managers, it'd be some type of pass rusher, whether it's the linebacker position in the 3-4 or the, the, the down defensive end in the 4-3. Exactly, AP. And, uh, yeah, just to close out this segment, we're actually uh, right at the end here. Uh Jared Stidham is, again, well-liked here, and I would say this for sure. If Tom Brady were to come back and were to have to sit out a game or two for whatever reason, injury would have you, everybody in New England would be absolutely perfectly fine with Jared Stidham, you know, handling things for uh, a couple of games. So I I just want to make that clear. He's really uh, well-received by everyone in the first year from the team to the fans. So... Just wanted to say that, AP, to close out this segment. I still have a few more things to get to, and we'll do so on the other side of the break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. 
I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is this Sunday's Celtics at Lakers game uh, from L.A. And I'm sure it will be yet another uh, another tribute as and well-deserved for Kobe Bryant. And in fact, I believe that they're having the tribute to Kobe, the public tribute, I believe, at the Staples Center. Uh, I think it's the 24th of February, which would be next Monday, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, I mean, it's Celtics-Lakers. What else can you say? There's nothing like it. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, sort of be emotional, no doubt about it, because of all the uh, history between those two teams, of which Kobe Bryant is an integral part of that because back to the 1960s to put it mildly so that is sure to be a emotional game uh, as they all are but it'll be up a level this year i think yeah that'll be something john it's uh, i guess it's appropriate uh, 24th exactly memorial yeah i'm pretty sure i was hearing this on the all-star game yesterday so they have the celtics lakers play on Sunday followed by the public tribute on Monday is and that's not a coincidence by the way it's uh that was his number that's why they chose that as in the 24th he he wore number 24 along with of course uh number eight so yeah so they have a you know big long break now um and uh, you know, off until Thursday, as I touched on in the first segment when I discussed the NBA All-Star Game. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, pedal to the metal when they return starting Thursday because, uh, you know, the, the, then we're like headed to the playoffs, to say the least. So, uh, yeah. A- AP, you know, the I talked about the NBA All-Star Game, and as I said at the beginning of the show, they reminded me of when we were kids where basically they played, they had a formula they established for the end of the third quarter, and then they basically played, the figure was 157, and they played till, uh the first team to reach 157 won the game. <laughs> just like what, just like what we grew up with on the playground, when it, whether it was played a fifteen or played a twenty-one, and no clock on the playground, as we all know. So it was really cool. It really came across nicely. And uh, Kawhi Leonard, of course, was the MVP, and he won the uh, award, the newly named award for Kobe Bryant, which was the All Star Game MVP. Will now be winning the Kobe Bryant Award. And Kawhi won the first one. So, you know, good for him. I mean, he's, you know, the reigning champion, as it were, uh, obviously with a different team than Toronto, who he won it with last year, now with the Clippers. But uh, he's a force, and and LeBron was just simply all over the place yesterday. No surprise, given uh, this this all-star game was all about, you know, a tribute to Kobe Bryant, as it should be. And they all played... uh, shall we say, with the with the Mamba mentality. 
Yeah, maybe they came up with the right formula for an all-star game to keep people excited. Correct. Correct. I give them a lot of credit. You know, they've, uh, you know, made major changes starting with, you know, uh, Team LeBron and Team Giannis where they're basically picking the players, what have you, drafting them. And then to, you know, take it a step further with this new format, which again, it's all the rage on social media, AP, you know. I was watching it, and uh, again, it was just really, really competitive, well done, emotional. They were, like, really into it. There's no other way to say it. The crowd was into it. The players were really into it. They wanted to win, and therefore, that spelled out them playing defense. So, it was pretty cool. And I give the NBA a ton of credit, number one, and just the from beginning to end, how they handled uh, the entire evening uh, and the entire weekend, for that matter. You've been to NBA All-Star Weekends, right? Yes, yes. They're, yeah. yeah, they're a lot of fun. That's how have I. Most, uh, the, yeah, some of the, the best event, I think, is the brunch on Sunday morning. I really like that, the legend mm. brunching. I'll bet. I'll bet. That sounds like fun. Well, AP, uh, hard to believe. The show goes quickly, um, even though it's not the busiest time on the sports calendar. Uh, it still goes quickly. And uh, uh, just close out by saying the, the, the Florida swing gets us rolling uh, in Florida with the Honda Classic down in, uh, in Palm Beach area. And, uh, and then for the next four weeks, it'll be in Florida with the Valspar, the Bay Hill, Arnold Palmer's Club, Valspar at Innisbrook uh, in Palm Harbor near Tampa, and then most, and then of course the players moved from May last year to March. So yeah, four tournaments in a row getting going next week, this coming weekend, next weekend I should say Monday uh, down in Florida. So lots going on in Florida, AP, from spring training to golf. Uh, it's a place to be in the month of March, no doubt about it. And good weather also. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, two two warm weather sports, perfect spot. You got it, AP. Well, once again, thanks for calling in. Really appreciate your expertise, as always. Thank you, John. My pleasure. Thank you again. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.